Good evening, everybody. Lucas and Marie here again on the Come What May podcast for episode three. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching the previous episodes if you have. And if you haven't, you should go check them out. They're pretty cool. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for coming on and listening to us and giving us the opportunity to talk to you. And we also want to give a shout out to our friends in Belgium. That's pretty exciting. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So if you could send us an email to the come what may podcast at yahoo.com email address, that'd be awesome. Um, any feedback. And honestly, if you could share as well, we're trying to reach as many people as possible because transparency is key and the truth is key and as many people that can hear that and be exposed to the truth is a good thing that's right belgium we see you tuning in so on today's episode uh we got a couple different topics we're going to talk about um i want to talk about the ufos that they've been seeing recently uh the train derailment in east palestine ohio and a few more what are the ins and outs, odds and ends? Mm-hmm. What you got, Marie? So we're going to be talking about that and then also getting into a little bit of the stuff from the Super Bowl, mostly just around um, the additional music openers, if you will. And then we're going to talk through some of the errors I find with conservative podcasters conservative commentators um so on and so forth and that'll set us up nicely for next week's episode all right so let's get into it and um like i said the first thing is i think these um ufo things that they're talking about lately has been pretty interesting have you heard anything about it at all only a little bit and the bulk of what you've told me yeah makes sense well I see what they're saying, and I'll give you some of the, a little bit of the reports, I guess. Like this one here that I'm looking at is, this is just an article from MSN, which we know they can't be trusted, but we're going to go with them for a second. Uh, They're talking about mysterious UFO that was shot down and um, over Lake Huron, Mm -hmm. and it says it was flying at about 20,000 feet when it was shot down, and it had been flying over a part of Michigan's Upper Peninsula and was nearing Lake Huron. It was ultimately taken down by fighter aircraft. A senior administration official described it as having an octagonal shape, and there were strings hanging around from it with no discernible payload. Another source that was briefed on the matter also shared that description. So we got that one. And then, this is just a guy I was looking at. I'm going to shout him out if you guys ever want to check him out. Secure Team 10 does a lot of good work on these UFOs. But what I wanted to get into with the UFOs is I think it's interesting. Is lately, over the last couple of years, they've been slowly releasing footage from Navy aircraft pilots. And basically, the Navy and the Air Force have been seeing different sightings and they have them on radar you can go find the videos uh if you look up i think it's like the tic tac 
just type that in in your search terms, the Tic Tac UFO, and you'll come up with a bunch of videos from different Navy pilots and people talking about it. The one dude, forget what his name is. I probably should look it up for you, but he was on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple of times talking about it. But um, I want to get into what I think they are, and that's where I'm going with this. So basically, we've kind of seen different sightings all over the place of these UFOs, um, all kinds of different types. We've got like cigar-shaped ones and the Tic Tac ones, like I mentioned. And um, a lot of these things don't have any known propulsion system on them or when they show up on infrared radar, they don't have any heat signature or anything like that. And many people, and myself as well, believe them to be some sort of interdimensional devices or transportation units that can bend gravity, things like that. And what I think is interesting about them is a lot of these stories, they always show up over water and there's sightings of them like diving down deep into the water. Like it's almost like an underground cavern that they come from. What do you think about that? I don't know what a propulsion is. Propulsion is like how jets have turbine engines and that's what propels them through the air. Oh, like a propeller. Yeah, or a turbine engine that's like the flames and the heat coming out the back and jet fuel and all that. Okay. Okay. So, like I said, they don't have propulsion systems, so they're just flying around anti-gravity doing wild things like that. But I just I wanted to get your take on them going underwater. You think there's underground caverns down there? Well, I mean... Like, if we take the U.S., for example, there's, like, underground tunnels. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like, I don't know, I immediately just think of the Incredibles when they're, like, diving underwater and doing all sorts of stuff. Like, yeah. It's probably that kind of <laughs> It's that kind of thing. I don't know about that. But what I do know is that I think that they're interdimensional creatures. Mm-hmm. Probably fallen angels, maybe demons, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing that... Where I'm going with this is they keep coming out over and over throughout the last couple of years, slowly releasing this UFO footage. And I think that eventually it's going to be one of them things where they come out and say, like, we've contacted aliens. Here they are. Mm-hmm. Or they use like what I was going to talk about, Project Bluebeam. I'll get into in a second where they use these different things and they fake an alien invasion because there's a president. Probably should have looked this up too, but he was saying that the only way that America and the world is going to come together if there's an outside threat. And with all the things we see going on in the world, the New World Order and the World Economic Forum, you will eat the bugs and all this. Was it Reagan that said that? I think it was. I thought it was Reagan. It may have been. But with the World Economic Forum and all these people pushing social credit scores and... um, censoring people and just the way that they're going about trying to control the world i think that this is like one of the agendas for them is to use this to unify the world and say oh this is the enemy we need to fight and turns out that that enemy isn't even actually real or it's used as some sort of like propaganda type deal but this is what project Bluebeam has officially started i think And basically, 
I knew this was going to happen at some point. It's a fake alien invasion, and I'll describe it a little bit. But over the past few days, various unidentified objects are appearing in the airspace of different countries, like I was saying. And this is all happening very shortly after a Chinese surveillance balloon is shot down in U.S. airspace. So we have different, couple different rundowns of things that happened recently. Like January 28th, a Chinese-operated high-altitude balloon was seen in North America and Alaska, Canada, and they shot it down. And then on February 4th, well, that's when they shot it down. Then on February 10th, the U.S. shoots down some sort of identified object over Alaska. February 11th, NORAD shoots down a second identified or unidentified object over Canada. And I think it's all part of what Project Bluebeam is, which is like um, some sort of hologram system that they're going to use in the skies to to basically portray whatever they want. And there's been images of this that has leaked, like uh, floating cities over China and all this stuff you could look up if you're interested. It's pretty deep into the rabbit hole. But I just wanted to bring that up and talk about that because that's kind of what's been going on. So kind of just, I think, be on the lookout for more UFO stuff, more balloons, more uh, alien-type things, because I think that's the direction that we're going. But that was just my quick little conspiracy 15 minutes, just to give you some uh, info about what's happening and kind of what I think it is. Yeah, but you, you mentioned fallen angels and demons and stuff like that, but you didn't actually explain where you're getting that from. Oh, where am I getting that from? Well, we are on the earth created by God. And I believe, I don't know if you believe, but I believe that we're the only ones here in the universe. And the creatures, well, we're not seeing creatures yet, but the things we're seeing, I think, are not extraterrestrials from another planet, like they're saying. They're the same people or beings that have always been here. The same beings that are represented or represented by thor and these ancient mythological gods zeus and the roman gods that they had i believe were all these same entities the fallen angels that were originally cast out of heaven mm-hmm. and now what you're seeing ufos i believe is fallen angel tech technology okay, so we've talked about at least you and i have talked about the correlation between like greek mythology roman mythology mm-hmm. they're different variations of pretty much talking about the same thing just calling them different things all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and then you're talking about fallen angels i know i think we mentioned it in the first episode we'll probably talk about this kind of stuff but i think we should probably do an actual understanding mm-hmm. into what that is so then people actually know where it's coming from mm-hmm. And how we're coming to that conclusion and also why this is important because this is one thing that it seems like a lot of people on various sides of the aisle agree on that something's going on that's not from here. Yeah, something's going on and that's what I think it is, is it's these fallen angels, interdimensional beings. I just wanted to talk about it real quick. I mean, we could get more into it on a different episode for sure, but... I just wanted to bring that to the table that during all this, everybody's talking about this, just a different perspective Mm -hmm. on it and how I see it. Because I think it all ties together, like with Elon Musk going into space. It was -hmm. was Elon, right? It was Elon Musk going into space, right? He was the one doing 
Yeah, he's the one sending out sat- yeah. Starlink satellites. Yeah, yeah. So he's the Mars. He actually calls himself the Imperial or Emperor of Mars, and they have all kinds of missions trying to get to Mars. Yeah, and, he he loves himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no. So like, I think that's why we see that going on and becoming more prevalent, like space exploration. And I mean, a few years ago, no one would have ever been shooting stuff down just because it was flying over the country and now in the last however many days there's been multiple Mm -hmm. things that they're just shooting out of the sky i mean honestly that makes me nervous that they're just gonna start shooting stuff out of the sky just to shoot it down like oh there's a plane i thought it was thought it was a cat (laughs) like just shoot it right down yeah and they're not telling anybody what this stuff is Mm -hmm. there's no press releases there's no congress coming out and saying it i think they're coming out and saying like we need to be briefed on this and what this is yeah because i think it was Marjorie Taylor Greene, she was posing like no one's told them anything. Mm-hmm. No one's telling anybody anything. So, Cong- like you're saying, Congress doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Americans don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually even the media at least knows something to even make something up, and even they don't know. So, mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. I think there's more to come, and then once more information does come out then we should probably actually do like a holistic picture of everything. Yeah, I'm just um, sharing what I've seen so far and kind of what I think it is and just giving people trying to paint a picture of the events that are happening because we're going to see them more and more. And just like you said, uh, the media doesn't have any real information. Mm -hmm. Congress doesn't have any information. Nobody's being briefed about it. But, I mean, what do you expect with our commander-in-chief? So, But speaking of nobody having information and cover-ups and these type of things, so there's this train derailment in East Palestine. Just, mm-hmm. just happened five or six days ago, maybe eight now. And I was just there today talking to some of the people on the ground. And I'll just describe real quick what exactly happened. So there was a massive train derailment. And what is it? Five, six cars caught on fire and leaked out chemicals all over the place. Vinyl, chloride, stuff that's extremely deadly. And it's leaking into the ground, into the water. And then they decided in order to clean it up, they just set it on fire, basically. Just burned it. And now this this burning of these chemicals in East Palestine... Obviously, he's going to get picked up by the wind and travel all across this part of Northeast America. And we're already seeing reports of animals falling sick. There's videos of fish dead in the river. And uh, a couple people I talked to today were saying how they didn't even actually clean up the rail where the accident was on the rails there. They just picked everything up and moved it. And it's still leaking still spewing out dangerous chemicals and how they fixed they fixed the railroad tracks there's literally puddles of the chemicals still in the ground they just covered it with gravel so the rail lines could keep going and nobody's talking about it you can't find it you can find articles about what happened on the news but nobody's talking about the cover-up like the spill nobody's talking about any of that so, I mean, like, if you're at a gas station and gas is, like, leaking out of your car, like, that happened to me. I got my car from 
the dealer from like doing something pipes or I forget it was it was a lemon of a car Mm -hmm. but there's nothing wrong with the gas line but for whatever reason they detached the gas line so I'm like going to fill my gas tank and it just starts spewing everywhere and so the gas attendant he just starts putting like sand down Mm -hmm. or something because that makes it like it's like an absorbent yeah so I mean are they putting gravel over this stuff as like to make it safe like they do they know i mean you you have a hazmat like mm-hmm. or is what they're doing makes does that make sense no or? so oh. i was years ago i went to a training that was a hazmat cleanup training for the company mm-hmm. i worked with and it is like when there's a hazmat spill of that magnitude you you have to dig out all the topsoil or the soil that it sunk into you dig that out remove it put it in hazardous waste containers take it to a hazardous waste confinement facility it's a whole process it takes weeks to do even when i worked hauling asphalt if Mm -hmm. if diesel fuel got spilled on the freshly paved road they had to dig up the entire patch of asphalt and get rid of it because of diesel fuel being in it so so what they did here with yeah. the gravel was just to patch the railroad so rail cars can continue to travel. And I understand because rail car transportation makes up like 30% of uh, like logistics for commodities. So they got to keep it going. Otherwise, you end up with the same nonsense we ended up when they shut down the economy in 2020 with supply chain shortages and different things like that. I just think it's it's wild how they are doing this stuff and like it's almost like in the name of profit Mm -hmm. they have to get everything up and running and companies like the one that owns the trains north folk southern railroad have so much money that they just do whatever they want and the epa and all this just let them do it it's just amazing the corruption in this country when it comes to billion dollar industries like we talked about the pharmaceutical industry last week and it's the same concept that the people that are supposed to regulate these industries are paid off by these industries. I mean, to me, it it could even be bigger than that because didn't the government, and this was decades ago, there was like a train derailment or something and it just happened to be carrying like thousands of firearms that just dumped into like an inner city area and then all these kids were just picking up like no one claimed these guns no uh-huh. one said there was an issue but people are just i was like, if they're a kid you're just gonna oh there's a firearm I'm like i'm just gonna go take it not not actually steal things but children might uh-huh that sounds very deliberate i have not heard that we'll have to look into that but i i feel like i may have heard that somewhere in years ago but i just don't can't recall but, uh, yeah, the people I talked to today in East Palestine were talking about how... Here's the guy right here. This lady told me this story of this dude. He raises um, foxes, mm-hmm. and his foxes died. And uh, the the point of this is, I guess, that there's this massive chemical spill and chemical burn-off that's affecting so much more than just the area. Like, um, it's leaking into the water system, and that water system there... Almost all of it, like, eventually goes into the Ohio River, and the Ohio River feeds, well, hydrates, I guess, provides water for upwards of 5 million people, 
in the center heartland of the country where the Ohio River flows through. And it's just a massive ecological disaster, and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about the consequences. The media is silent on the actual effects and what could happen to you if you're exposed to these chemicals in the air or through the wind in the rain Mm -hmm. and i mean luckily we haven't noticed anything here we live kind of close by that area but it's been okay so far but we don't know what the future consequences of something like this is i was gonna say so is this like would that be affecting like city water or would that end up affecting like if someone has a well so i don't know where the ohio river like how they're extracting the water to serve people with but yeah probably comes from the city water because i know like in the city down the couple well not down the road anymore but akron ohio has a reservoir Mm -hmm. in ravenna and you're not allowed to take motorized boats there it's just a lake in, in the in nature and that's where they get their water from for for the city for city water so i would imagine that yeah it's the same concept they're getting the water from that river and then you know filtering it or filling it with pharmaceuticals or whatever they do for the city water but yeah and now it's filled with well let's talk about this for a quick 15 seconds a lot of the city water filled with fluoride and chemicals already mm-hmm. uh, a lot of farm runoff the roundup is in the city water pharmaceuticals that have been flushed down the drains and different things and now we're going to add this chemical to it the thing is a lot of the environmentalists and stuff like they're big on climate change and taking care of the environment and taking care of the water and stuff like that and like when the when the ocean was it by florida when all the like all the dead fish were coming onto the shore and it ended up being like a it's a it's a natural phenomenon this is something that happens every so many years like the the ocean has to do it because it's getting it's it's like cleansing itself it's cleansing yes it's like a purification type of thing Mm -hmm. and they were all over that until it came out like this is a normal occurrence and then mm-hmm. there was like nothing about it everyone just stopped talking mm-hmm. about it it's so, like with this you would think they should be on the front lines like we need to get this cleaned up fema should be there i don't know why FEMA's not there because mm-hmm. we learned all about that in school like they should have been there days ago mm-hmm having task force, having people on the ground, bussing in water to whoever's going to be impacted in that area, like all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's one of two things. Either they just don't care and they're trying not to draw attention or it's that toxic. They don't even want to send help. I think it's a little bit of both. So I think your first point is that they, I don't know that they don't care. I think mm-hmm. that it's such a massive environmental catastrophe Mm -hmm. that they want to keep it as quiet as possible and get rid of most of the evidence as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. that's why when i went down there today it was like oh life as usual let's just carry on you know what i mean and like i Mm -hmm. said they to fix the railroad tracks they just covered up a lot of these chemicals with gravel to rebuild the tracks so more traffic could come through and if you have an active chemical spill and you're still running trains straight across it, you can't clean it up anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that this company, it's like a $55 billion company. Their revenue is like $3 billion a year, North Norfolk Southern Rail, Railroad or Railways, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that they have so much money and so much 
control and reach that they're doing their best to keep everything as quiet as possible and you see that it's not on mainstream fox news it's not on mainstream cnn nobody's talking about it and that's why all these climate people they don't even know that it's going on that's the thing like now i've been seeing more things pop up so i was trying to pull up what year that um rail car um crashed and dumped all these Mm -hmm. guns and everything that's coming up is about this Mm -hmm. here and it's not a lot of mainstream no it's all local stations yes Mm -hmm. but i think it's it's interesting that if these if this company norfolk whatever which honestly this is a pr nightmare or or it could be good for them right now because i mean it shows their pr is good nobody knows about it yeah Um, (laughs) but it's it's interesting if you have that much money to where you can just be throwing money at an issue and covering things up and getting it running you could probably use a fraction of that just to get it cleaned up mm-hmm. like it it like you're saying i mean it's it's for profit they're hungry like they just care about that bottom line and mm-hmm. getting from point a to point b so they can make money but if you're running through there probably a good bit of your product is actually probably serving that community you're about to lose customers if they're all dying because you don't want to take care of your issue well and that's the crazy thing too apparently that area right there that that railway that runs through is like the heart the main line of the rail car transportation in america like almost all not well almost all rail car transportation goes through that area of east Mm -hmm. palestine so it's a heavily trafficked area for trains Mm -hmm. and i kind of wonder like if they're not cleaning it up properly how much goods are being covered in the stuff that mm-hmm. could be still residual that's just from trains coming through mm-hmm. and it's just in the air but because it's just gonna keep getting bigger and you don't know what goods are on there so it's mm-hmm. not like you can really avoid it mm-hmm. and environmental things like the air like they they if they're checking the air like co2 levels and all that kind of stuff like i don't i can't get specifics i don't know all of the ins and outs of these kinds of things but common sense would tell you you need to get rid of it and if it's seeping into like that they covered it with the gravel or whatever Mm -hmm. seeping into the ground and if you have other organisms like in the ground tree roots all sorts of stuff yes and then Mm -hmm. that's how things mutate and spread Mm -hmm. it's i mean people hunt so if like deer get infected and someone eats that meat like you're done like they could it's a variety of things i just don't Mm -hmm. understand how no one how they're able to not do anything like this is what i mean what is ohio doing east palestine's ohio right what's the wine doing so that's the thing about if you look almost anytime there's like a natural or a man-made disaster Mm -hmm. in most places especially here in america the response to it is atrocious look at the response to covid Mm -hmm. literally thousands and thousands of terrible decisions look at the response to hurricane katrina and what happened with FEMA there, mm-hmm. FEMA was involved. You mentioned FEMA earlier. It's probably better that they're not involved. They just, our disaster response in this country is probably one of the most, probably well-funded, terrible 
disasters in itself. The thing is, it, like, it didn't start out that way. Like, when it was private and the government wasn't directly involved in mm-hmm. owning it, well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. And then now it's a federal emergency management agency, and we can't... We have thumbs up our butt. We can't do anything. Of course. Like, it just <laughs> makes no sense. It's like, don't get involved. But I, I, I think... Maybe they weren't focused on it because he was having that governor's convention, whatever, going on. And the governor would have been the one to really being addressed, to be the one to address this. But, like, Mm -hmm. this is why they need to go back to really reviewing who's in charge. Like, governors are the ones that are supposed to be in charge. Governors are traditionally supposed to have more authority within their jurisdiction Mm -hmm. than the president even has Mm -hmm. the president's a waste honestly i shouldn't say that on the air probably (laughs) but like it's more like a figurehead like dewine that's the governor of Ohio. he's still there Yeah. yeah so like he should be sending in the National Guard. He should be sending they, in all the emergency yeah. management people. Mm-hmm. He should have left the conference and sent himself back to Ohio. I, he did. Like, I think he flew in by helicopter. That's what I yeah. mean. So, like, but why aren't they doing, why aren't they cleaning it up? Like, why are you going to send all these people there just to PR, show press. up and yeah. stand there? Like, that's what I mean. Like, they need to do something. And, Honestly, depending on how he handles this situation should be enough for them to just get rid of him. Yeah, well, we should have got rid of him a long time ago. Well, but you know. It's funny you mentioned, like, the people that are in charge of this because the people that are – now, I won't say this is his fault, but mm-hmm. who is it? Pete Buttigieg or whatever that's in charge of oh, he's a waste. the Department of Transportation. Buttigieg. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's a total waste. His, he's more uh, focused on – dismantling race discrimination within his transportation agency and race ideology rather than worrying about what's actually happening on the logistics side of America. But um, I just think that this is just a crazy interesting story. It was cool that I, I mean, I don't know if it was cool, but I got to visit there today and check Mm -hmm. it out and get boots on the ground and do some investigative reporting (laughs) like a professional. That was sweet. (laughs) I was at work driving a truck just in the area, but (laughs) But I talked to some people and it was cool. And yeah, we just figured we'd give you a heads up on that. Talk about that a little bit. I just think that the, it just shows a lot of the corruption in this country and on all levels especially once you start talking about these billion dollar industries, they just do whatever they want. I mean, we've had in this country alone, I don't know how many numbers, but it's a lot of chemical spills on a large scale and large scale man-made disasters. And they all end up terrible. They're all the, what happens is these large corporations always want to downplay the severity of the situation because if you cause something crazy, why would you come out and say we caused something crazy? They want to make it look like it's no big deal. And I think what will happen here is exactly what's happening now. They're saying it's no big deal. They're showing that uh, the air quality tests are good. But quick note on that, where are they doing these air quality tests? Are they doing it right by the railroad tracks? Or are they doing it three miles away and then these are the numbers, everything looks good? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
because they're probably trying to do projections. So if they're three miles away, then they probably have some sort of equation to say what it actually is at that point of where the railroad tracks are. But then they're just like, well, we don't really have to worry about it because no one's actually going to be by the railroad Mm -hmm. tracks. It's probably like three miles out. But what people start really need to start thinking about is like how to be prepared in these kind of situations. Mm -hmm. So like having cases and cases and cases of water Mm -hmm. just on hand like you need to have a supply of food water water especially just because of what's going on here mm-hmm. um because who knows how long this will last like i was in dc and there was an issue with the water and they responded seamlessly they just started shoveling water like cases of water to Every little neighborhood, every office building, every store, just just the, the city was doing it, sending it out to make sure everybody had it. Mm-hmm. And clearly, in, in somewhere like D.C., it, it's a small congested area. It's, it's more efficient. But in Ohio, I mean, you would think they would have something more efficient like that. And if he can get on a helicopter in two minutes, I would think he could probably have people getting water to people within 5, 10, 15 minutes. Well, let's slow down. This is, I liked your point about this is a reason why we need to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And because you can't rely on the government. You can't rely on the authorities. They'll come and show up, just like you said, but they're, they're unreliable to actually perform the duties and help the citizens. So that's why I think in all situations, you need to be prepared for any natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Water, emergency food, flashlights, go first bag. aid kits. Yeah, always have some sort of go bag. We need to make one or two or three. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's good to have is a trauma kit for mm-hmm. first aid because it's going to have all the things you need to treat or treat large wounds that could come from anything, mm-hmm. gunshots, knife, stab wounds. You cut your hand off with an axe, you're good. You get the large-scale trauma kit, mm-hmm. good to go. Tourniquets come in that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's an important point to take away is that you we need to prepare for ourselves mm-hmm. for all situations, especially like you've seen how it was in COVID and how things got. You've seen how it was during the riots in mm-hmm. America. You see all this stuff, and it's just important to know that the, the though we like to think and we support the police in most situations and we hope that they're there for us you got to be in charge of you and Mm -hmm. you got to take control of the situations that are in your control and that's a very important thing but the one last thing i want to say about this particular thing is that the results of this or the ramifications of this are kind of yet to be seen i think over the next couple of months we'll probably learn more of the the scale of the devastation and who's being affected and where. And it, most of these situations, it takes years and years for people to like develop serious ailments from the initial event and the fallout of it. So this is something we're going to be watching for a while, I think. And the good thing about like being privy to like the different things going on and having go bags and being prepared is a lot of these people we might find out in like a month from now they should have evacuated 
they should have gotten out. But a lot of people wouldn't have thought to do that. They're not able to do that, work, what have you. So knowing, like having an option, having a go bag, being able to have somewhere else to go Mm -hmm. in that situation is very important also. Yeah, I believe that they force evacuated within like a one or two mile Mm-hmm. range of where the uh, accident was but the rest of the town further away wasn't force evacuated and you know a lot of people didn't leave a lot of people did the people i talked to today were like we got out of here but like i said the one guy he went back to work mm-hmm. whatever it was the next day or whatever and they told him all to go home because their eyes were burning their throats were burning and they were they're five six miles away from the incident mm-hmm. and they're like the smell was just so unbearable. But I keep saying one last thing, but there's so much to this story. Uh, mm-hmm. They are paying people mm-hmm. for an inconvenience fee for if they were within that, having to be evacuated within that one to two mile range. Mm-hmm. Guess how much they're giving them? $200. No, wow. Okay. You have no faith in anybody. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. But $1,000, which is still a joke. But they have a thousand dollar inconvenience fee for you having to evacuate a deadly chemical toxic cloud. And who knows if it's got into your house, if it's safe if you go back. Who knows if what you breathe in that day isn't going to cause some sort of wild cancer in a couple years. A thousand dollars. Here you go. So that's the thing. That's what I also want to touch on. Like if they accept that money, depending on the terms and conditions, they can't come back and sue those people. That's what uh, most of the people are worried about. They're saying, do not take the money because most likely when you take it, you'll be signing some sort of agreement that says Mm -hmm. you are no longer entitled to any benefits later on the road, or you can't come back and sue just like you said. So most people are recommending getting a lawyer to handle this situation because what movie was that was it aaron brockovich with julia roberts and because there's like some like medical or there was some sort of a spill or something basically like this that took place and it was a real it's a real story that was turned into a movie and aaron brockovich was some like a paralegal attorney mm-hmm. what have you but and then they had to get it was causing cancer or something mm-hmm. down the line and no one was doing anything. And you no. Know, yeah. So like, this is a prime example. Do not take the money. Yeah. Interesting that you brought up a movie because apparently there's another movie. It's on Netflix. It's called white noise. I've heard of that. And it is literally filmed in East Palestine mm-hmm. about the exact same situation. A rail car, goes off the tracks, smashes into like a tanker truck, which is not the exact same scenario, but same mm-hmm. same concept. And it um, starts causing all kinds of problems for people and they got to evacuate and it's the same thing. And there's a... Yeah, so that's a white noise. Mm-hmm. Exact same situation. Exact same place. And now we're going to get just a tad bit onto the conspiracy side with this because I brought that up after following up with your movie deal here. Mm-hmm. Predictive programming. Have you heard of this? Yes. So where they do things in the movies and then it happens in real life. Mm-hmm. That's typical. That's part of their black magic witchcraft that well, I mean, look these at people are into. Zelensky, he was in a movie where he was yeah. like, a, what, a war hero turned president. Yeah. Like, and now look, it's like, yeah. it's, 
and they all want to say, oh, it's amazing how film imitates life or whatever, and life imitates film. That's it. Life imitates film. Yeah, but that should be happening in reverse. You make a movie about real events. You don't. You don't do the opposite. Yeah, it's. I believe it's witchcraft. We can get more into that later, but predictive programming. That's a different day. <laughs> it's witchcraft, but um, yeah, that's it for that. Okay. Well. Well. We're gonna get a little more lighthearted mm-hmm. and not as heavy and deep, <laughs> and we're gonna talk a little bit more about. I guess, pop culture and just a lot of the different things that went on since we just had the Super Bowl. Go Chiefs, like Mahomes. And I think I think they said he was retiring now. Yeah. Um, but, and a lot of people are focused on the number of anthems that we had this time around. I mean, you and I, we didn't really watch the Super Bowl, but no. everyone was so upset about the quote-unquote black national anthem um and what i think's interesting is that it's we want to get technical it's originally referred to as the negro national anthem but you can't say that anymore oh it's offensive is it (laughs) allegedly (laughs) and um what's even more interesting is that it's popularly known as the black national anthem but the writer never called it that, and it was never called that for decades. What did he call it? It's just lift every voice and sing. He wrote it as a hymn. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, he wrote it in 1900. It's James Weldon Johnson. And he wrote it to be performed for Abe Lincoln's birthday. Now, here's the thing. It was written in 1900. Abe Lincoln died in like 1865 or something like that. Wasn't his birthday just recently? Yes, the 12th mm-hmm. of February. Oh, it was yesterday. Yes, which is yeah. why like they have President's Day is always around this oh, time. Oh, yesterday was the Super Bowl too. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're saying, oh, um, the lady that performed it, Cheryl Lee... Shirley Ralph, I believe was her name. She was like, oh, it's amazing that I'm performing this on his birthday, the same day that it was originally performed and blah, blah, blah. And people were trying to make it, they talk as if this was performed for Abe Lincoln on his birthday. No, this was performed (laughs) for Abe Lincoln's birthday 35 years after the man had passed, okay? After he got assassinated. Well, yeah. Um, and what I think is interesting is that everyone's just so upset that it's uh, quote-unquote national anthem, national anthem, national anthem, which just because you call it something doesn't make it true. Yeah, who came up with that? Who decided that this is the national anthem? That's, this is just like a conglomerate of yeah, people I was, that just said this is it, This is what. this is the national anthem? Yeah, so I pulled this up here, and I just found a copy of it, and it just says the Negro National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. It says, originally written by Johnson, James Weldon Johnson, for a presentation and celebration of the birthday of Abraham Lincoln. This was originally performed in Jacksonville, Florida by children. The popular title 
for this work is the Negro National Anthem, but it's called Lift Every Voice and Sing. It was not a national anthem originally. Yeah. But what I think's funny is that everyone has an issue with it being called a national anthem, and no one has an issue with the fact that they're not singing the whole song. Yeah, so what do they leave out in the song? So they leave out the entire third verse, and that's when it starts talking about God. It says, God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who hast brought us thus far on the way, thou who hast by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in the path, we pray, lest our feet stray from the places our God where we met thee, lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God, true to our native land. So if they're leaving out that part of it, or any part in all reality, Mm -hmm. shouldn't black people be super pissed that they're leaving out part of the national anthem? I know most white people, if they went to a ball game and they left out half the anthem, would be so upset. Yeah, people would be livid. Yeah. But that's how you know it's performative. Nobody actually knows what this hymn says. They have no idea even what it is at all. Huh? No, they don't even know that it's a hymn. I had never heard of this uh-huh. until... It sounded familiar this year, and I was like, I believe this happened before, and Alicia Keys performed it last year, and it was this big ordeal, and I listened to her version, I listened to the rendition this year, and they all leave out this last verse. They're just very dramatic with it, but they leave out the last verse, even though all of it's time to lift every voice and sing, till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmonies of liberty. I want to say they pause Every time they're like, lift every voice. And it's like really dramatic. And sing till earth rang. Like I want to say they repeat the first verse twice. Mm -hmm. But like it's interesting to me that they're leaving out this last verse. And what's also interesting is that people have an issue and they're talking about wokeness. Like Lauren Bobear. So she's a house rep now, I think, in Colorado. And she tweeted, America only has one national anthem. Why is the NFL trying to divide us by playing multiple? Do football, not wokeness. How about you say something more constructive? Because, and I'm not judging her in any way, but she was part of the six that voted present because they, quote unquote, would never vote for McCarthy for Speaker of the House. She's also the one, when they're doing their investigation of Twitter, the old people for Twitter, she's yelling and carrying on and getting her five minutes of fame. Mm -hmm. And then here, where you have the opportunity to be constructive, and you can go ahead and say whatever you want, but how about you actually pull up and say, It's not even called a national anthem. How about you say, it's actually a hymn. It's actually about this. Tell me, if this is your national anthem, like you're saying, why are you not upset that they're Mm -hmm. not singing the whole thing? Yeah. It just, 
blows why do you, my mind. Why do you think that they just kind of jump on the bandwagon and all say the same thing? That, oh, this is divisive. Why are you trying to divide our nation? Blah, blah, blah. Rather than saying what it actually is. Why do you think that is? I think it's algorithms to stay relevant, reactions. Mm. Like, if people are joyous and happy, they're not focused on what you got going on. But if they're angry, they're going to keep looking to yeah. someone to keep peddling the same narrative and telling them the same thing and just keeping that anger going. Like, they even say, like, there's a fine line between love and hate. You could love somebody, love everything about them, want to know everything about them. But then you can hate somebody and want to know everything that's going on just so you can be angry mm-hmm. and hate them even more. And you want someone to be divisive, but that you think is just putting a line in the stand saying that I stand with you. This is not okay. We need to be against this. No more wokeness. The more you keep saying wokeness, the more you keep talking about this is woke, you're literally going to cut off anyone who is even willing to listen to you. Mm -hmm. You're only going to get an echo chamber. You're only going to get the people that already agree with you. You're not going to get anyone to actually understand the truth. And this is my biggest issue with her. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene did something similar. She tweets... And from what I've seen now, not too long before we got on here, I think she pulled it down. Mm-hmm. Probably because she's one of the more level-headed ones. Yeah, I was going to say, what What do you think would make her pull it down? I think someone... No, carry on. I think it's probably because someone said something. It was she getting, realized what she was doing. It was getting more attention than she liked. Like, yeah. I got multiple news break articles come through today. In a matter of a few hours, talking about both of them. Like, she's getting a lot of bad press. Who are these ladies? They're new House reps. Uh, who, Republican? Democrat? Re- Republican. Both Republican. They wouldn't yes. say it if they were Democrats. Correct. Yeah. Lauren Bobear is in Colorado. She barely won. She won by only, like, a couple thousand votes, I believe. It started out just a few hundred, but mm-hmm. it ended up being a couple thousand, I believe. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene is in Georgia. Okay. Um, but she tweeted Chris Stapleton just sang the most beautiful national anthem at the Super Bowl, and she's right. Brought people to tears. Mm-hmm. I felt like crying when I was playing it back. I was like, "This man," and I just think he has a wonderful voice to begin with. Yeah, he's great. But he really just—you felt it. Like he believed what he was singing, mm-hmm. and he didn't overdo it like Fergie did at the. NBA game like it wasn't anything over the top it was just a simple song how'd you feel with the who'd sung the other one Rihanna Cheryl Lee Ralph oh, I don't know why I thought it was Rihanna oh she did the halftime show oh. um, how'd you feel during that one did it bring a tear to your eye it was a production I was like S- just sing the hymn but aren't, aren't you supposed to get it down on your knee and put your hand up and fist in the air they brought like a choir out and I'm t- you bring the choir when it's a hymn, you bring the choir when you're singing to Jesus. Yeah. Okay. They weren't singing to Jesus. They were singing to the God of this world. Yes. The God of themselves. They're talking about liberty and liberation. I'm like, who liberated you? The white man. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Abe Lincoln. No, but the thing is like the song is saying the person that liberated them was God. Yeah. The person that got them through that situation was God. And if you believe in God, you un- like you would 
understand that like you want that to be kept in there. Yeah. yeah. If you don't believe in God, then, then you, you would, would want it, it out. taken out. Yeah. And I understand not wanting to alienate people, but if you want to pay homage to the people that actually wrote this song Mm -hmm. and to the people that it actually meant something to, not mainstream media, not today's Black Lives Matter and social justice, like aviators and all these people, you want to be paying homage to those that actually wrote it and those people were praising God and thanking him for liberating them and keeping them positive during a really tough unthinkable time and the thing is Marjorie Taylor Greene couldn't just stop there and say Chris Stapleton just sang the most beautiful national anthem at the Super Bowl. She had to go on and say, but we could have gone without the rest of the wokeness. Why can't you just keep it positive? Like, why does it always have to be something that has to be, you just had to throw that in there. It's like a jab. That is how you get views. Mm -hmm. That's how you get likes and follows and retweets. Otherwise, let me see it. What if she would have just said Chris Stapleton just sang the most beautiful national anthem at the Super Bowl, she would have got half the likes and mm-hmm. half the shares. And everybody would be like, yeah, he did. Cool. But like you said, then you have to throw that in there because that's what propagates the message. Because like you said, it goes into that echo chamber and everybody that mm-hmm. feels that way is going to retreat it. Only half the people are going to be like, yeah, Chris Stapleton's sweet. And then you have Charlie Kirk, who also said there should not be a black national anthem. And then you have Matt Walsh saying no other country on earth is is ridiculous enough to permit different racial groups to perform their own national anthems before major events. Now, here's the other thing. All of these individuals are professing Christians. Yeah. And they don't even mention the fact that they left God out of the song. They don't mention the fact that they left God out of it, but honestly, they probably haven't looked it up. And I think that's part of the issue. And this is what I wanted to talk about with like conservative commentators. They're so focused and blinded by their own ambitions. Of course. And I can say Matt Walsh is doing great things when it comes to like gender ideology and protecting the children in Mm -hmm. his state. For sure. I can say that Charlie Kirk, he does a good job at least giving people that are running for office a platform to at least get their name out there and hear what they have to say so then people all over the country can at least give them a fair shot. Mm -hmm. But it just blows my mind how God takes a second seat. Like he's taking a back seat in a lot of ways. Yeah. And if they truly wanted to make sure people heard the truth, and if they honestly were looking to really help people have ears to hear and eyes to see, they would be going back to this document, this hymn, which they all should be familiar with hymns. Mm-hmm. And pull it up and just give the facts it was written in 1900 it was written to be performed in jacksonville florida they could be using that to talk about DeSantis all day if they wanted to 
And to say that this was to pay homage to those that struggled and were liberated from slavery. And it wasn't a national anthem. They can even pull it up and even say, like, it's popularly known as a national anthem, but it's not a national anthem. Mm -hmm. It wasn't written to be a national anthem. And they can even say, like, they're leaving out the end, the last verse, which is when the music gets the most powerful and when people are really feeling the emotion And it's all talking about how God protected them and kept them safe and positive and hopeful to be liberated Mm -hmm. and to have a better life. Mm -hmm. Keep them walking the path. And they could be using this as an opportunity not only to evangelize to people, but also to help people wake up. Well, I like all of them guys. They all do great jobs on mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, but I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, why is it that they do this is the question. And I think I know. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we all know. It's that echo chamber. It's for the divisiveness. It's for the clicks. It's for that. Because just like that other girl, the one that said the thing about Chris Stapleton, if they didn't be divisive and not actually look into it they wouldn't get as many views i think that the way that they portray things is exactly that is because they know people are going to like rally behind them because i think they they feed off the idea that people are pissed off at the stuff Mm -hmm. going on so they're like yeah we'll get them more pissed off instead of Mm -hmm. like you said facts i feel like facts just don't resonate anymore no (laughs) We were like, facts are just boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, the truth is going out of style. Like, I like your truth better. Yeah. But it's, it just blows my mind because they really are just getting super angry. And I remember I was listening to Charlie Kirk a few months ago, and this was when it was before the election actually happened. And he's like, you should be angry. You should be mad. Like, I'm done being nice to these people, this, that, and the other. And I'm I'm not making stuff up. You can all find the episode for you guys if you want. Like, mm-hmm. it, he, he said this on multiple occasions. And I'm like, what is getting angry going to do? fire everybody up to rally behind you and that's it you get more people sharing more people more people are like gonna act out on social media Mm -hmm. if they're mad than if Mm -hmm. you just had some facts or nice thing to say and they talk about righteous anger and i'm just like there's people use that so loosely you need to be careful with how you're using that because 99 percent of the time your anger is not righteous by any means no, not at all. You're just mad because yeah. some blue-haired lady told you to put a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> or it just doesn't make sense. Like, it, it's really frustrating because they have the opportunity to do more and to do better and to be better, and they fall short. And I understand that is how people are. We're imperfect. But... Speaking the truth doesn't doesn't need to come from a perfect person. The truth is perfect. People aren't. Yeah. It's amazing, too, like exactly what you said, how they fall short, which we all do. I mean, 
listen to our podcast. We're falling short on every topic. We don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> We're just two people talking. <laughs> but it's just amazing. Like you said, they use their anger and they, they have these massive platforms that reach so many people. Mm-hmm. And they do use them for good for a, a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. But they also use it to, to spread the same hatred instead of love. Because I think the majority of our problem is that instead of reaching across the table and having a civil, decent conversation with somebody, no matter where they fall in the political spectrum, instead of doing that, we're fighting with them and screaming at them, and there's no civil discord happening. Like I told you, I had that one conversation with a Democrat type of dude, and we had a great conversation, and at the end of it, we shook hands, and we walked away, and he had points that, well, I don't think he liked any of my points. He was staunch in his stance, but... I agree with some of the stuff he said. I'm also an agreeable person, and I know how to talk to people, so I'll agree with you, even if I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep the conversation yeah. going. But I think that these guys don't have that. But I think that that's not what sells for them. I think mm-hmm. what they're selling is angerness, angriness. And and they need to have more people to tune in and to get like you're saying the clicks and Mm -hmm. to have followers and stuff like that and so when it comes to like charlie kirk matt walsh um candace owens one day probably can do a full episode on my issues with her um ali stuckey that's a whole other episode too um i can understand because their whole job is reactions if I listen to anything of theirs, they say the to- the word reaction at least five to ten times mm-hmm. because of algorithms and all that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, we need to get on the algorithm train. Reaction, reaction, reaction. This reaction. is my reaction to reaction. you reacting. Reaction. All right. <laughs> but um, it's them I can understand. That's their industry. You take them for what it is. Yeah. You know what you're getting. My patience falls short with house reps because, one, you just got in there. Mm -hmm. And all you've done is be mousy and whine, whine, whine. Me, me, me. These are the two ladies you talked about earlier. They're the house reps. Yeah, mostly Lauren Bobear. That I could do a whole series on. Why have I never heard about any of these people? Because they don't do nothing to be heard about? That's the thing. Oh. And and it's funny because it's the two of them, and they were kind of on opposite sides. Marjorie was backing McCarthy for speaker. Mm-hmm. Bo Bear was in the I'll never vote for him, blah, blah, blah side of things. And it just it's baffling because Marjorie Taylor Greene... She, people call her everything under the sun. I believe she was at Jan 6. Like, everyone tries to say she's an insurrectionist and all these different things. But when she talks, she's very Mm level-headed. That's one thing I can say about her. She is pretty level-headed. And she's trying to get stuff done. But then you have stuff like this where I'm just like, don't stoop to their level. Because a lot of the people that were holding out, like Lauren Bobear... And she's out here just trying to, it really does come off as if she's trying to make a name for herself. And she really is just kicking and screaming. And I'm like, this is not productive. 
How about you, when you're talking to the people at Twitter about the issues, you can call them out and say, yes, this happened and you guys did this, that, and the other. But how about you ask something that's constructive? Add anything that's constructive of all. You're talking about how you'll never vote for McCarthy and here's why, but you're not presenting a viable candidate to beat him. You're not having the conversations necessary to do more. You're not giving a, an actual argument of why he's not good. It's just your classic talking points on the right that's going to get you nowhere. Isn't that what they all do all the time? The same with the... A lot of the political commentators, which mm-hmm. we're speaking of, which, by the way, I mean, like I already said, I like these guys yeah. for the most part. But these are the things that we're noticing that mm-hmm. I think are causing problems. But that's what they do is the same people that, that everybody just talks and then they repeat the same exact talking points over and over. And it's like, I get it. You have a base. This is mm-hmm. what you think your base wants to hear. But I think the only way to like capture people and mm-hmm. to capture me, I want to hear a different perspective. I don't want to hear the same exact type of people talk about the same exact thing over and over and over again. Exactly. You need diversity in thought. That's, and, and you know, what's funny is I hear these guys all the time bitching and moaning that there's no diversity of thought. And they like, they, they throw that out at the opponent at the left side and say that have the hive mind, which is true. But it's true mm-hmm. on their side, too. They have no diversity of thought either because mm-hmm. th- their thoughts are only diverse. It's like a binary system. Here's yeah. the left thoughts. Here's the right thoughts. If you're mm-hmm. on the right, this is how you think. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I mean, I kind of, I don't know if this is working for us, Like, but I feel like that's kind of us as we have different thoughts on the matters, I think. I mean, I agree with a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff they say, but I agree with some of the stuff the liberals say. They make halfway decent points about some things sometimes a lot of times you can find common ground because the heart of a mat of an issue people can agree on Mm -hmm. how to solve the issue is where we're going to differ and that's perfectly fine Mm -hmm. but my issue is that if you are in congress whether you skated by with your election or not i won't what doesn't matter that's semantics they're there My thing is, if you're there and you truly believe you can do good, get off Twitter and go get something done. <laughs> like, it just blows my mind. Because I'm like shuffling through. I'm like, how do you have the time, Lauren? Well, they don't work. That's just the same thing. Nancy Pelosi making $100 million off of insider trading. They don't do nothing. Like, it, it blows my mind. And I'm like... You just got here. You do need to prove yourself because you almost didn't win. What do they do? What is their job supposed to be? They're on the investigative committee. She needs to. She should be pulled off of her. Now I'm just going on tangent. Investigating what? Jan six. Twitter. She's doing the investigation on, on like Twitter. Elon already did all, it. That's what, that's what I'm like. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Elon already did it. He released all the like, stuff. You you suppressed my account. You got elected anyways. Stop crying, okay? How about you talk about how you guys did it, how to make sure it doesn't happen again, Mm -hmm. and then you can actually take those things and make sure nobody else, no other platform can do it again. Like, it's that's neither here nor there, but... Doesn't matter. Carry on. When you're in Congress, you need to hold yourself to a higher standard. So stop acting like a child. 
And when it comes to stuff like this, like you can weigh in on the Super Bowl all you want if you really want to, but you need to present something that's constructive. Don't get up here and start talking about wokeness. Don't don't even use the term woke, okay? Don't. Like it 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 doesn't make you credible. It honestly makes me wonder why they elected you in the first place. Stop it. Hmm. Woke. Stop it. You don't like that term, huh? I do not. Why is that? Because it's not intelligent. What is woke? Oh, it's progressive. Okay, what's progressive? It's social justice. Okay, what is this? You throw out all these terms, Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, all of these things are woke. I woke up to the nonsense going on. How about you awaken to the truth? See, that's why I hate the term woke is because now everybody's like, oh, I'm woke. I know mm-hmm. about McDonald's and these corporations. I'm mm-hmm. woke, bro. The, the minimum wage needs to be $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you need to awaken to the fact that reptilians run your government. <laughs> and we're back <laughs> yeah you, you woke no you need to awaken to that fact yeah. that your AOC is most likely a lizard she could be and Nancy Pelosi is a demon she could be that's woke mm-hmm. big woke and that's why I just don't actually I shouldn't say that. that's not woke Anybody that thinks like me, don't ever use the term woke. We've awakened to the truth, just like Marie said. And the fact that you're going to just tweet, do football, not wokeness or whatever it was. I'm just like, you're reminding people why you almost lost. People are really pissed off that the uh, NFL and different sports teams are to use the term that you hate going woke though what do you think about that should they stay out of uh i guess political operations or political things you think the sports industry and these people that have any right to be involved in this type of stuff or is it like such issues that they need to be involved what do you think about that so i think with entertainment you're here to entertain i don't care what you think i agree on the flip side, they're citizens just like the rest of us. They're allowed to have their opinion. Mm-hmm. And as long as you articulate it properly and respectfully, you can say whatever you want. But when you have corporations, like you're saying, like people running the Super Bowl, throwing as much of this nonsense, mm-hmm. all of their opinions being thrown into this pot so everybody sees it because they know they have the most eyes on TV. Mm-hmm. Everyone all over the world is watching this game. That's when you're taking advantage of people, and that's when I, I have to draw a line and say that's a problem. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's wild. You can There are opinions. These people are people as well, and they have every right to express their opinion. However, on the flip side, it's crazy that if you have the wrong opinion, mm-hmm. now you're canceled. Now your contracts are null and void. Now you have mm-hmm. to go make apologies at all these speeches because you had mm-hmm. you have wrong think. You don't think the same as them. And it, that's I feel like that is just as dangerous. And I feel like mm-hmm. it's all kind of wrapped, intertwined together, the whole so-called wokeness. I'm just going to keep using that term because you said you hate it. 
<laughs> but the, these people with their uh, political ideology and agendas and just like you said, their opinions that they're entitled to have, they're allowed to share those if it toes the same line that mm-hmm. lines up with the corporations and the different people. Now, that is being awake when you can realize that your wokeness is mm-hmm. not actually you being awake to your surroundings. It's you towing and saying the mm-hmm. same exact talking points as the government, yeah. the large corporations. If you're using the same talking points as Pfizer, you're you're not on the right side you're of on the wrong side history. of history there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you have to look at who's on the same side as you. Yeah. Like if the people on the same side of you are the ones that are poisoning people cutting off the perfectly healthy breasts of children yeah like telling children that they should be a different gender or trying to promote any sort of confusion or saying that these people need to leave the country because they don't align with what we believe like if these are the thoughts and opinions of the people on the same side as you, you should probably rethink what side you're on. Yeah, hasn't like the liberal or progressive agenda or those type of people kind of always been like almost like counterculture to the conservatives? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's a counterculture or I don't know if I'm correct about that, but either way, my point is that these people used to be like, it was the opposition, the opposition, a counterculture movement. Mm-hmm. But now you like I'm talking about regular everyday citizens would be rebels, according mm-hmm. to things. But now they just tow the same establishment lines. They just say mm-hmm. the same thing the news says. Yeah, it's incredible. I was just thinking about it today. Like if you have uh, Black Lives Matter in your your bio or Ukraine flag or you know vaccine i've got seven jabs like Mm -hmm. and you're spouting all this stuff you are so far gone yep like it's incredible what's funny is that uh the ukraine flags is all these people flying around the ukraine flag support of ukraine blah 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 but where's their support for the other countries that are in the same situation like yemen and palestine and when all this other stuff's going on nobody got yemen flags nobody got palestinian flags they think palestinians are the enemy because israel says so which i don't know if they are or not but the people themselves there's no way that these average people are the enemies you know what i mean but nobody's got support for them nobody got support for what's happening anywhere else where's your iraqi flag literally nothing like it's just people don't realize or don't want to realize that like all their thoughts come from the news comes from the government (laughs) before you were told to be creativity and have your own thoughts be your own person but now that you're being told if you want to be your own person you can only be your own person that falls into one of these 10 categories like if (laughs) it just blows my mind and like Gender ideology is the easiest one to use, but they're like, if your pronoun matches the one that you've had since birth, you're probably wrong. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. And they see that, though, and I'm going to I'm gonna try to level set as much as possible. As they see that it's finally being accepted. They're like, oh, like, what we've been doing, what we've been working towards for all these years people are finally seeing the truth like this is what it is what they what they believe that it is 
And then like the more, as long as we can just keep going, it's the whole, if you give a mouse a cookie, like mm-hmm. they're just going to keep going and try to take as much as they can without seeing the destruction that they're causing and leaving in the wake of their wokeness. I seen a study the other day that was showing how men that were introduced, like already liberal, progressive, mm-hmm. democratic minded men that were introduced to testosterone injections. Mm-hmm slowly started to switch to Republican. Hmm. There's like a direct correlation that the more testosterone that you have, I guess the more manly you become, the more conservative conservative you become. And that just goes to show you, we've been talking about this for years, them damn soy boys with their soy lattes running around with blue hair calling themselves Shem Shisham. I can't. What? <laughs> constructive. <laughs> like, we need to be constructive. I am being constructive. I'm giving you a study. I mean, they were pushing soy milk, putting uh-huh. soy in everything, and we soy know soy is in everything. And they do say like a lot of young people need are deficient in testosterone, in sunlight. In exercise, mm-hmm. in friends, in going outside, mm-hmm. in fishing. <laughs> fishing. They need to be fishing. Ain't no other way to make a man out of you <laughs> than to get out there with your old man and go fishing. My dad and my brother don't fish. I'm not going to say nothing. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't think you would. No. <laughs> I didn't say they weren't men. I'm just saying there's no other way to make a man out of you if you don't go fishing. So, let's go fishing. I don't, I don't want, I mean, I like fishing, but I'm not trying to become <laughs> a man. Like, I'll go fishing, but ultimately what I think it comes down to is we all just need to be afforded the opportunity and to have a safe space to formulate your own opinions, mm-hmm. do the research, know the truth, live in that truth, the truth, and just stand your ground. Like, you don't have to bend the knee or do any of these nope. things, especially if it's something that you... that you can see it's destructive and it's not a positive thing. I agree. But that's all I had today. All right. Well, it's been a great conversation with you. Great Mm -hmm. conversation. I appreciate it as always talking to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We appreciate all the listeners that show up and hear us. Mm -hmm. Belgium. We see you. And we just, we do, we love you guys and we appreciate you coming around. Uh, thank you for joining us in our third podcast this mm-hmm. time around. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you follow us on some of our other social media platforms. I have our Instagram here. It's at um, CWM Podcast. Find us on Instagram. Um, what is it here? At CWMAY underscore podcast. Is that on Twitter? For Twitter, that's Twitter. Okay, she's the she's the tech 
girl with this. What is our Instagram one? It's that, right? CWM Podcast. Yep. Or is there... See, I don't know. I don't have Instagram. I don't know how Instagram works. Yeah, so find us on Instagram at CWM Podcast. And find us on Twitter at capital C, capital W, capital M, lowercase a y. So C W May underscore podcast. Um, give us a like, give us a follow, and please, if you have any recommendations, any feedback, anything you want us to do research on and bring to the table to cover for you, please send us an email to come what may podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's come what may podcast at yahoo.com. C O M E W H A T M A Y podcast at yahoo.com. We would love to hear from you. And next week, we're going to do probably about the same length of an episode, might be a little bit longer. So just get ready because we're going to talk about the abortion debate um we're gonna come with a lot of research a lot of facts a lot of information and we're going to start at one commonality and then we're going to just flesh out every perspective every argument every talking point and our objective is to have all of us in agreement on how to approach the abortion issue. Excellent. Yeah, so keep a lookout for that. Um, Marie, are we on Facebook? We are not. Okay, so we will get on Facebook here uh, eventually. Mm -hmm. We'll be on there, so check us out there. But for now, Twitter and Instagram. And, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, keep on Mm -hmm. keeping on. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Take her easy. Bye.